Well, 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 here we are. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is Garrett with IDC Woodcraft, and I am talking to my, my Canadian partner, Frank Bill Keys, up in Canada. And say hello, Bill. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. So, Bill and I have been talking for quite a while. We're both in the CNC business, and you know he's been in it for years so he's got lots and lots of experience with me i've <laughs> not quite as long but i've turned into it a, more of a, a teacher of things but we we make a really good combination and as far as tossing ideas around and and, and well just you know when you meet somebody it just kind of just kind of you click in certain ways so but don't worry bill i'm never gonna ask to marry you i know that you're <laughs> i know that you've already got a wife so <laughs> anyway yeah so so bill you were telling me about this uh project that you picked up and i think that whoever listens to this podcast would be interested in in how the project uh come to you that you can actually make money with and um, the interesting ways that they come about so why don't you give a little uh uh introduction as to what this project is and and how you came about it and the 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 pains and thrills of making it and the end result yeah okay so we can start from the beginning of what the product actually is and, and what it is, is it's a simple um what i call a metal hanger that you would hang your metals on so kids nowadays get a lot of metals uh and you know they they hang them on things and what's becoming popular is customized metal hangers so so when you're saying ago, when you're saying metals you mean like award metals right yeah award metals like okay. you know first place second place third place yeah 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 go ahead um, so a couple years ago my wife showed me a picture and she said hey you should make those for the kids for christmas and that's exactly what i did i made one with my daughter's name and a horse and one with my son's name in a baseball player and that was it at the time and then when i slowly started getting into thinking about things i could sell on the cnc these popped up and i took a couple of pictures and i put them on facebook and the orders started coming in so i mean that's how it originated uh, that's how easy some of these products you know come to fruition it's, it's just an idea really Yeah, you know, that's one of the most fascinating things that most uh, people who start off in the CNC world where they get their first jobs is by posting things on Facebook. Now, you haven't really dove into that yet, but uh, that's something I I talk about a lot in in my YouTube channel is get the stuff out there in your personal feeds and then people are going to start coming to you. But I talk about all different ways to make stuff, all different kinds of things like the popular stuff that I never thought about awards, but now you mentioned I've seen it many times. So go ahead with your story. Yeah, well, well kids anything that has to do with kids is really popular. Uh that comes and goes in cycles and waves, you know, when you use this, when you it's it's another thing, but that's what I found anyway. Anyway, so we'll go back to the story where uh, I posted a couple on Facebook. Uh, I sold a few. Uh, I then put a couple ads on Facebook Marketplace and sold a few more. Uh, I then uh, I got approached by a hockey team to to make uh, some for the team. So I went from making one and two at a time to uh, was 16 at the time. 
So that was a pretty good order. Um, and then all this, you know, the COVID stuff happened and I really kind of forgot about them until hockey started back up. And I put uh, another ad up on Facebook Marketplace and my second order was for 14 from the local hockey just for putting a little ad on Facebook Marketplace. So what what was the challenge of putting something up on Facebook Marketplace? I think Facebook Marketplace is it's not tricky, but it's just an odd thing where you can put an ad up on quote unquote Facebook Marketplace, but you can also find for sale groups, yard sale groups there's different groups in your area and the more of those groups that you join and are a member of as long as you're following their guidelines when you post an ad to facebook marketplace you can upload an ad to those groups at the same time and it's all free obviously yeah i never even thought about that the the for sale groups so did have you put an award up on the facebook mark uh and those groups did you get business that way like in these yep. awards yeah i i would say for my cnc business 90 percent of the business comes from facebook no really yeah. and 10 10 right now is about word of mouth or repeat customers that are, are reaching reaching out to me through my facebook page but you know last christmas i would say 95 uh, percent of my business was people reaching out to me through facebook ads that's that's interesting. So, I'm I typically do other avenues of marketing, and I have not exercised Facebook Marketplace. And you said like ninety percent of your stuff is or your orders are coming from that. So, so now I need you to teach me some stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so dive into this a little bit. The, the, the whole aspect of Facebook Marketplace. I mean, bring it to me as like uh, someone who's looking like a deer in the headlights kind of thing, because that's pretty much what it is. It's, well, I mean, in, in the States, you guys have Craigslist. In Canada, we have Kijiji, which are basically the same thing. It's, you know, a website where you can go post your items for sale. Um, so Facebook has created its own marketplace. So anybody that has, you know, an old tennis racket can post it up on, on Marketplace and all of your friends see it. And then I'm not really sure who else can see it, but if you're in any of those groups, like I was mentioning, the for sale groups, anyone in that group can potentially see your ad. So it's the more groups, and depending on your area as well, I'm in a small area, but the potential for eyes on your products for sale are, are enormous and it's not really meant for businesses um if you know if you were selling brand new cars you don't put new car ads up on facebook marketplace there's different venues for that but for a small hobby it's great Okay, so so how did you put how did you get awards out into these for sale groups where you were able to get some sales out of that? There's an icon that says Facebook Marketplace, and you I can take a look at it now. Okay. Yeah, okay. you just uh, 
you click on it and you can browse, you can add an account and then add a item for sale. Right. Okay. Well, then, I guess you just added my to to my to do list for this week. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's as simple if you've ever used Kijiji or anything like that, it, it, or Craigslist. It's as simple as, as uploading some photos, picking your category. Uh, you give a brief description, uh, a price, and that's it. I mean, you, you can be as brief as you like or as detailed as you like. Yeah, I've been I've been preaching Facebook Marketplace, but perhaps I'm being a hypocrite because I haven't done it a whole lot. Although Facebook has generated some business for me. But... I guess it's because I haven't really heavily focused on it, and so so I'll have to I'll have to do that. You know, if, if you're out there as a CNCer and you're wondering how to move your products, what Bill is sharing is like a gold mine, because Facebook is where people are hanging out at, and some people, you know, uh, some viewers on the channel that I have, IDC Woodcraft, the YouTube channel, uh, some of them just refuse to do Facebook, and that's okay. Yeah, it, it's it just you want to be where the people are at. Uh, Facebook is there's a certain demographic. It's the same as all the, the platforms. There's a certain certain demographic of Facebook users. There's a certain demographic on Instagram. There's a certain demographic on TikTok. TikTok. So yeah. depending depending on your target audience, maybe you need or should focus on that area. But to say, like, if you're looking for 30 to 50 year olds, if that's your target demographic, then not being on Facebook is kind of silly. But if you're trying to target 16 to 18 year olds, it's probably not as many on Facebook as on TikTok. Right, right. Yeah, I have not even touched TikTok, but, you know, that's just one of the things. It's uh, if you put too much on your plate at once, becomes overwhelming yeah and so my focus has primarily been youtube and now just now i am starting to work towards the facebook aspect to see what i can do there but it goes back to my first jobs came off of facebook by simply posting my stuff in my personal feeds is have you have you had that too oh yeah i have a lot of i mean most of my personal feeds are family and friends but i do have a lot of uh inquiries for for things here and there and, and I mean the thing about dealing with family and friends as everyone knows is that either everyone ex- expects a deal or you feel like you're obligated to give people a deal so yeah. it's a great it's a great place to get started um, but it's not something that I pursue yeah reason, I guess. yeah yeah that's uh, I would want to caution anybody when if you are starting to promote that way and you have friends and family don't feel squeamish about charging what you're worth it's it's because it sets a psychological standard within yourself that oh this is the charge for it and then you're undercharging you have a talent and that talent is something that other people don't have so even if it's friends and family you know i made four christmas ornaments for my sister in this last election year (laughs) and it was very oriented towards the election and I charged her ten dollars a Christmas ornament, and she gladly paid for it because it had such emotional value to her. So, so let's talk about the awards and, and the process of making them, and what it took to actually bring these to fruition. Well, the, the metal hangers you keep on calling them awards. I don't want to get people to get confused, but okay, um, so the, the hangers, okay. 
they're the hangers at the awards go on okay so are they like uh, personalized or individualized do you like have like a soccer ball or something that's carved yep. into it so it's not not my idea that by any particular means uh, there's a picture that my wife had shown me so i had i just took the idea and made it my own i, I created a shape that would hold i had four rows of uh, areas to hang the medals and i decided to put a sports figure in a name so you can pick whichever sport that you're interested in and your child's name first or last doesn't matter and that's normally the design i stick with i've, I've done a few different ones i've, I've changed them uh, to hold horse ribbons because they're just a little bit different shape but i mean with that basic design that i came up with you can put almost any name as long as it's not long and any sport emblem as long as you can find one that you can cut enough detail in to know what it is within that that design so once the base design is there you're only changing two parts of it you know that you just brought in the magic bullet the personalization that makes all the difference so so you have a metal uh, metal hanger and uh, a person can make a metal hanger out of a coat rack if they wanted to, and you personalize it with this, with like what Bill did, the, the sports figure, and you get a name on there, the child, which you, you hit a little marker there too. The, the things for children are are good things you can sell, especially when you personalize it with the child's name. And there's something there that they can start hanging the awards on. And, what fascinates me about this bill is it's you took a concept you made it your own uh, you took the generic aspect out of it by personalizing it and you know that that's a gold mine right and so that's has hit that has given you some consistent business maybe not all the way around you said that the uh, pandemic had an influence of course a lot of sports teams were shut down so it's you know, it's popular. The I find them they're, they're popular at the end of the sports season. So the end of baseball, they're popular. End of hockey season, they're popular. But when all the sports are shut down, not a lot of sports going on. So. Right, so how long does it take you to make these? Or do you make them in a batch? Do you put them on there on your your router? And you have a Shapoko, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I will do them depending on how busy I am. I, I'll batch them out if, if I've got two or three to do then I'll, I'll cut two at a time because I can fit them easily on my, my work area uh, if I'm not that busy and I'm doing one I'm doing one but the way that I have them set up is uh, I have them sized at 19 inches wide and I pre-cut my material to 20 inches for some of my other products so even if I'm doing one I'm not wasting any material you know, I've always got in the back of my head the best way to conserve material and design. So when I designed that, I designed it to fit in those parameters. So not a big deal. And it, I mean, when you get down to it, unless you're really busy, if you have to sit down and do one, if you do one or you do three, it's almost the same amount of time. The interesting thing too is once you've got that that 
one program set up and you know how it works you've you've kind of eliminated your upfront costs when 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 you're making a custom project you know there's a lot of time in design but you've taken a lot of that time out now because you you've got a a product now that all you have to do is a couple minor changes to it which probably take you five minutes to regenerate the code after you change the name right and import a exactly. new package that's exactly it and it's a big tip to anyone that's that's looking to do these is at the very beginning everyone's eager everyone's looking online for ideas coming up with these great ideas trying to sell them and then once they get a couple of sales they realize that there's an hour of work just to set these ideas up and to get rolling every time where if you find an idea that that works and is great and literally takes you five minutes to change it design it no matter what changes you need to make and the production time is still the same those are the ones you want because if you have to spend an hour in the back end to create your design that's an hour that you really need to make up in your price yeah, cool. So, so I have to ask you. I, I, I just gotta ask. Was this was this metal hanger a complete accident that turned into an in, you know turning into an income? It was a Christmas gift. It was two Christmas gifts for my kids. That's that's wild. You know, it makes me think uh, what you just said. When you know people are trying to make things and trying to figure out exactly what to sell and market, and the CNCers I've talked to engaged with in my YouTube channel, a lot of them, you know, they tend to want to make everything, right? I mean, that's the way we are. We're ADD creators, right? ADHD. <laughs> and we want yep. to do all kinds of stuff. And uh, the, the discipline we have to put on ourselves to reel our minds into some kind of product. Can you share a little bit about that? not overwhelming yourself with all kinds of stuff well you know the way i started is i, I made a list I actually i still have a folder on my computer uh that i basically if i see something i like on online browsing i'll save a photo i'll save it in the folder and whenever i'm out of ideas i can kind of go through that folder but what i did in the beginning is i just picked a couple of items to work on at a time knowing that they were going to take me longer you know depending on how much time you have you're working at night when the kids go to bed you know early in the morning uh, i would pick a couple and work on them and then once i made them and i gave them as gifts or whatever it was i would pick a couple other ones and you know if it takes you a month or two to make a project there's always other ideas that pop in your head so things you had on your list are always pushed out but i mean it honestly took me a year before I sold anything, I think. It took me a year of tinkering and, and making the signs that I wanted to make and, and doing the little things that I wanted to experiment before I felt comfortable posting things for sale and start taking orders. And I, I've been doing this for years. You know, I've, been, I've been selling signs on CNC for you know last 10 years. So for me to take a year on my own and tinker with this little machine was I don't know, it just, a lot of it was time involved too, but, you know, you just, people rush in too fast. Yeah, that's, that's a, an interesting point. I think a lot of people want to make money right away. God knows I've tried several things to make money right away, and, you know, we learn eventually that it 
that doesn't work. We have to hone in, become what's the word? I, I want to say masters at our craft, but we want to just zero in on a craft and stick with it. And again, discipline ourselves to to work on a couple things at a time and make sure we get it out in the public in one way or another, personal Facebook feeds, and see what bites. And so so great great example great example uh is the 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 horse product that i just did for my wife which you've seen um but i have done 3d relief cuts in the past so for people obviously you don't know what i'm talking about i made my wife a 3d relief uh, cut for valentine's day and i i've done them in the past it wasn't anything that i hadn't done but it took me four days three attempts to get that done. Now, it was a gift, luckily, but if I had just decided to take a project on for a customer that was paying, those five days and you know that three pieces of walnut that I just went through, I just made the money. So jumping the gun and getting too excited on things like that, that sometimes when the, the, the lack of planning kind of backfires. Yeah, good point. Really good point. The I, I have that problem, right? I, I, I want to get things done now, and and I want to I want to be making money with my stuff now. And and you you made it clear, you know, you, you have to build up that skill, and, um, and knowing that that time that you're going to spend on that project, learning everything, getting everything honed in is going to pay off in the long run because you'll have a lot more knowledge. You'll be able to do it much quicker. You'll have a project there that you can sell. And like Bill said, you'll start making your money back right away. It's once you start getting out to the marketplace, but you've got to feel, you got to get comfortable with it first and let the craft build itself before you start chasing the money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like anything else, I personally learn from my mistakes. So I very, very rarely make the same mistake two or three times, sometimes more. But uh, you need you need the time behind the seat. You know, it's the same thing learning to drive a car. You need the experience and the time to know the outcome that you're going to get. And to to jump in to just get your driver's license and, and to jump into a, a NASCAR is, you know, the expectations are a little misplaced. And I'm not saying that people that buy the machines shouldn't be interested in making money, but I think they should be slowing the pace down and, and interested in learning the machine before they, they jump in the big gun. Yeah, good point. Fall in love with the with the craft first. So let's let's start working to wrap this up then, because I'm a, what I'm curious about now is you got the projects done, right, and you delivered them out to your customer, and how, what did they think? Great. No, everybody was happy. Everybody uh, was expected. And one thing that I do for all my customers, and I send them a visual proof before I make anything, uh, so there's no surprises. So. I'm often, you know, hopefully there, there isn't any surprises when I, when I give the customers the product. But no, everything went great. So hopefully cool. the kids kids will get them in March and everybody will be happy. Awesome, awesome. So if, if I can throw it out there, like what kind of dollar figure are we looking at when you're doing a project like this, you know, with the time and the materials and all that? that... Um, 
When I first started, I used Baltic Birch plywood. Uh, I used real Baltic Birch from a furniture store, not uh, not from a big box store. So it's got the real plies. But anyway, when I first started making these, I was charging forty dollars a piece, uh, which is quite a lot for a little tiny twenty by eight inch piece of plywood. And they sold pretty good for the first year. Uh, after COVID hit. I reduced the price from 40 to 30, knowing that, you know, times have changed, people, you know, Christmas is over, there's a lot of spending online after Christmas, but I think people will slow down a lot in my area. I sold a little bit, and then for the team, uh, I give them a discount of $25. So, I can't remember what the total was, right. maybe something. Okay, but that's that's an interesting point. So you made a small thing and you charged forty dollars for it, and and that is such a big thing that I get asked all the time: how much do I charge for a project? So why don't we cover that one in our next podcast? We'll talk yeah. about how you can charge things, uh, charge for things. So yeah, so Bill is out of Canada, and I am out of the states, and we both have teamed up to come up with a set of router bits for the CNC uh, beginner because we, we both realize there is a hurting market there when people are trying to find bits so if you are in Canada you want to go to Bill's website where you get hold of these Bill why don't you tell the name of your website sure uh, my website is cncbits.ca and you can email me at bill at cncbits.ca Okay, and my website is idcwoodcraft.com, and of course you email me through that as well. And I have a YouTube channel, IDC Woodcraft, and Bill I think is starting a YouTube channel himself, so he's he's figured out the ropes there. Um, yep, the links to all our stuff will be in the description in this podcast. So we hope that what we shared and found out today, and I learned a ton by the way. Uh, Bill has just taught me a whole new world of CNC, despite my years and years and years of being in CNC myself as a machinist. Um, you never stop learning. Never stop That's learning. That's the point, right? Got to keep yeah. going. Yeah. So we both hope that you have a great day and a better tomorrow and keep those creative juices flowing and know that you will get to wherever you want to get to with the CNC machine. And, you know, we talk about routers, but it doesn't matter. It could be any CNC machine out there. They all are have their own creative features in them. So, Bill, you want to wrap this up? No, I think it was a good point. And then, like you said, just keep in mind that just because we talk of CNC routers, uh, it doesn't, doesn't mean that's what we're, the larger picture of what we're speaking of. Same thing applies for lasers, plasma cables, water jets, um, you know, it's still all based off of the same, the same experience, the same background. So it's all lessons that can be learned for everybody. Right. Okay. Well, have yourself a great day and we will talk to you next time. See you everybody.